Welcome to the Equip Podcast. Here you'll find conversations from people of all different walks of life, sharing their experiences, the things the Lord has taught them, and things to equip you. Equip is based on Ephesians 4, 11 through 13, that talks about equipping God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. That is our goal here, to build you up and equip you through seasons of ups and downs in life. Welcome to the Equip Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Gibson, and today Donna Shea is joining us. Donna is talking about how the Word of God has sustained her life through some ups and downs. Donna is married to Wayne, and she is a lover of God's Word and has been a Bible teacher for many years. Welcome, Donna. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. It's just a joy and an honor to be in this lovely studio today. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Donna, tell us a little bit about your story and the season of life that you find yourself in. It is just so much fun to share my story. I love it. I'm gonna. I am gonna go way back. Do it. I went to a church at a just a very fundamental Baptist church, and so when I was a child, I heard in my Sunday school class uh-huh. that Jesus loved me and He died on the cross for me, and if I would open up my heart, He could come in and live, and I could go to heaven, and that just sounded like something I wanted to do. And so when I was a little child. I became a Christian, and I know that I did at that time. However, like mm-hmm. many people, I did not have a um, an experience of quiet times or, or Bible study. I really mm-hmm. just—I went to church and every never missed, but didn't really have a lot of growth in my own life. Mm-hmm. But then when I married in my early 20s, and um, I had a little girl, and, you know, I thought a lot about this— I don't really remember why I decided that I wanted to go to a Bible study, but my mother had started going to a Bible study when I was in high school, a a women's Bible study, Mm -hmm. and in in a lady's home, and she just was totally changed and just so maybe I remembered that I'm mm-hmm. not really sure but one day it just began to stir in my heart that I wanted to find a ladies bible study did not have one at my church mm-hmm. so I went to another church and found one except that I do remember vividly walking into that room and when I left I thought I would never go back because those ladies <laughs> They ha- they knew the Lord like I did not, and they talked about having quiet times and Bible study and blah, blah, blah. And I absolutely was overwhelmed and said, I am never going back. Those are a bunch of weird women. And they weren't. They weren't weird. <laughs> they were the norm. I was the weird one that just didn't know. But you do know that I kept being drawn back to that mm-hmm. Bible study. And so I started going, and the biggest issue was that one of the teachers just insisted that we share every week what the Lord was showing us in our quiet time. Well, that was a real problem for me because Mm -hmm. I didn't have a quiet time. I didn't know what one was. And uh, I mean, this is embarrassing to admit, but it's just honest. Yes, we love honesty here. Honest. And so, but I'm very competitive. And I did not want to be outdone, so I was determined that I was going to start a five or ten minute uh, quiet time every day if it just was the death of me. And so I didn't know how, but I started reading God's Word and having a little quiet time every morning. And don't you know that week after week, 
I literally fell in love with the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. And I laughingly say he ruined me. I've never been the same. <laughs> and I, besides my salvation, I think the greatest gift that he gave to me was a hunger and thirst after righteousness. Mm. And I mean, it has never ceased. And I'm 75, so that's been a long, long time. And I'm most thankful for that gift, and I tell him that a lot. So, oh, that's good. That's really anyway, good. that's kind of how I came to walk with the Lord I and love to that. know Him. So, and then how did you meet your husband? Tell us about Wayne. Well, <laughs> it's a it's a cute story. Um, we love a cute story. <laughs> <laughs> I love a cute story too. A sad story was that my marriage, uh, my first marriage, my daughter's uh, father and I. Our marriage failed, and that was very, very sad and hard. Uh, I was single for about three years, and and I didn't, uh, as you and I talked before this started, I didn't want to go to the bars. I had no business and or no interest in doing that, and so I decided that I would go to the singles. And mm-hmm. so I started at this time. I was a member of Green Acres and had been for quite some time. So I started going to the singles at Green Acres. And at that time, it was in the basement of Green Acres, and we called it the Green Room. And uh, when I went, my daughter would be with her dad on the weekends, and so I would go to the singles ministry downstairs in the Green in the Green Room. <laughs> and um, I met a, a, a man mm-hmm. who had been single five years, and I had been single three, and so we kind of met. The minister of singles introduced us, basically, and he happened to be my husband Wayne's neighbor and friend, and he thought we would just make a really cute pair. (laughs) So he did everything in his power to get us together, and we—but it was so funny because when we first met, neither one of us had any interest in remarriage at all. And it's almost like we looked at each other and shook hands and we didn't say it out loud, but he said it to himself and I said it to myself. I am never getting married again, so don't get any ideas because we both were pretty gun shy at the time. Uh But we dated and of course we fell in love. We were just, we just had a chemistry and a wonderful relationship. And that was 40 years ago. So we've been married for a long time. And uh, he was a home builder in Tyler for many years and I became a real estate broker. Well, that works well together. I tell you, we (laughs) had, we worked together and we had rental property and we built duplexes and warehouses and we were blessed and had a wonderful marriage and relationship and just had a lot of fun together. And he was, as I laughingly say, he ran the show because he was a strong man, smart. Um, If anybody needed anything, the word was, call Grandpa Wayne. He can fix it or do it or take care of it. That was just, I mean, he was, that's just who he was. Mm -hmm. And um until he wasn't. <laughs> and so a few years ago, uh, he began to have some short-term memory loss. Mm-hmm. His father did have Alzheimer's. And unfortunately, I th- began to recognize that Wayne had a lot of the symptoms that I did not like. And mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I don't think he has 
I don't know what the difference between dementia and Alzheimer's is. Who knows? Mm. But anyway, his short-term memory is pretty much just gone right now. So um, it's it's a hard um, it's a hard thing to experience, and I think the hard for us the hardest thing has been that. Um, Wayne is Wayne gets angry at me because I try to, as his words are, you try to run this show and take control of our lives, and I and the truth is I do, and that's what's so sad because I never did. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, basically whatever he was, he just was. He did it all. He did it all, mm-hmm. and I just whatever he said, and it was fine, and we just did it, and mm-hmm. so. Um, it's been hard to have to be the boss and without him um, knowing it or without offending him or dishonoring him. That's I thought about that word this morning. It's hard to not dishonor him. I don't want to, but yet I have to mm-hmm. in so many ways more than I would really like to do. Yeah, yeah. So— well, and I'd imagine if he's done so many things for so many years, logistically trying to figure out how do I do these things is hard itself, hard in itself. Well, it it really is, and and that's part of the issue was that we lived in a wonderful Wayne Shea home, big with ten hundred stairs and a workshop oh. and three car garage and three acres, and and he loved it, and I loved it, but all but. About a year and a half ago, I just began to feel like I was going to, uh, I, I felt like I was, it was just closing in mm-hmm. on me. I can't think of any other word. Maybe I was right. Maybe I was wrong. But I made the decision to sell our large home and buy a garden home mm-hmm. so that I could maintain it, maintain it mm-hmm. and take care of it. And he was not happy with me. And I don't think he still is because I sold his house. You know, you you hope as a Christian mm-hmm. and you pray for discernment and wisdom that you would always make the right decisions. And I have um, gone to the Lord with this decision many, many times. And if I had it to do over again, would I have done that? And I have to say yes, but it's not been a fun. It doesn't always make it easier. No, it has not made it easier. And so that's that's been a hard So when you started noticing these signs, did you take him to the doctor and get a formal diagnosis, or how did that work? That's a good question. We actually, I mean, I didn't really have to, but we did go to a neurologist Mm -hmm. several years in a row, and each year Wayne's, um, they they give you so many points, and Mm -hmm. his points would go down each year, but I I didn't have to. I mean, our family physician is precious, and and he knew, and I knew, and we've had this talk before, and um, it, it's just the hardest thing the they, whoever they are, say that you should always not do the ACE, A-C-E. Don't argue with them, don't correct them, and don't explain. And those are really hard things to not do. Mm-hmm. And because my Wayney... I think he, because truly he was so smart, he just has, he doesn't give up on things easily. Uh-huh. So I might tell him something, but he'll say, I, because I want to say it simply, and he'll say, oh, that's not, 
that's not enough. What else? I mean, he wants to know everything about everything. And I know that 10 minutes later, he's going to want to know the same thing again. Mm. And so I, I will try to make it as simple as I can. But he does not know he has dementia. Mm-hmm. He simply does not know. Now, I don't know that some people do and some don't, but he absolutely does not know that he has it. And that makes it very hard. Mm-hmm. And um, because I don't want him to be offended and we have to do a lot of things that, and he'll just say, I don't know why we're doing this, but, and he just simply do, have you ever been to the to a gym and have seen a? They make them, and I don't know what their name is, but it's like a half ball, and it's a ball yes, on the bottom, yes. and then it has a round uh-huh. top, like a just like a little bitty trampoline, uh-huh. and you stand on it, and it's to help your balance, mm-hmm. and it's really hard if you haven't tried it. And I, one day, I was thinking, that's how I feel, like I'm on that ball, mm-hmm. <laughs> because. One day or one morning, he thinks this way, and one afternoon or the next day, he feels differently. Mm -hmm. And so if I try to act on what we were thinking that morning or the next day, it's different. Uh And so I know that sounds really strange. I've lost, so I feel off balance Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. a lot of my time. And that's where God's Word and my quiet time is my lifesaver. Yes. So tell me about that. How has the Bible carried you through this? Oh, I have a study in my garden home that I just love. It's not huge, but it's my study, and it's where I meet the Lord. And I love the verse in Lamentations that says, His compassions and His mercies are new every day. Mm -hmm. They fail not. Great is your faithfulness. And I tell the Lord, I go in my room in the morning, sometimes at night when I go to bed, I'm exhausted, not physically, but mentally. Mm -hmm. My brain is tired. And so I go in my study in the mornings, and I just say, oh, so happy to be here. And he has been so faithful to lead me literally every morning through a private Bible study. I tell him I have my own private Bible study teacher. And I used to spend five or 10 minutes. I'm retired now. So I may be in there several hours if I possibly can be. But um, I have a lot of devotions that I use. I I have a one-year Bible that I try to read Mm -hmm. through. But I just, it's, it's just that when I go in there, I'm renewed. I'm restored. Mm. I'm refreshed. (laughs) I'm revived again. And then when I leave, it's like, okay, Lord, we can do this mm-hmm. today. And some days are easy, and other days are difficult. Uh-huh. Well, and it makes me think of this story when the Israelites were wandering in the desert and they needed food, and God gave them the manna, and He said, take what you need for today. I'll give you more tomorrow. Don't don't try to get what you need for extra days. Like God sustains us for the day that we have in front of us. He really does, and I, that's been one of the hardest things mm-hmm. that I've had to learn is to live today. I'm mm-hmm. I'm a planner. Mm-hmm. I like to make lists. And, oh, I'm the same way. My pace is like six uh, days ahead, six uh, months ahead even. Oh, yes. I am the world's worst, and, and I can't—I just have to not do that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm learning uh, to live day by day. Um, 
the Lord has given me some wonderful verses, and I, I just, as a matter of fact, I was um, one of the verses yesterday. I was reminded again, and it's in Psalm ninety. Uh, 14, and it says, Satisfy me in the morning with your unfailing love, that I may sing for joy and be glad all of my days. Mm. And you know, um, I have several friends. The Lord has absolutely given me several sweet ladies whose husbands have dementia. Mm -hmm. And some of them, their husbands are in memory care, and some are like me. They're still at home and getting through each day. And I want to have the joy of the Lord, and I want that to be my strength, and I want to be kind, and I want to be patient, and so, <laughs> sometimes I am, and sometimes I just fall on my face, and I just want to go, you know, start screaming and go, I've told you that 14,000 times. I don't want to tell you that again, blah, 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 and, and I then it's like, oh, Lord, I'm so sorry, and I I talk to my friends, and we encourage each other, oh, so and we good. try to send in uplifting things. Mm -hmm. And I have one sweet friend, and and her husband. Things have just been—he's in memory care, but they've been the same now for I don't know, maybe a year, year and a half. And I, I'll call her, and I'll say, "Well, what are you doing today?" Well, you know, about the same thing. I go up there at lunch, and I go up there at dinner, and a lot of our life is very mundane. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of different because Wayne and I had motor coaches and we'd go on trips and he owned an airplane and we both were pilots. And I mean, we we did a lot of things and a lot of traveling and we don't do <laughs> anything now. We pretty much stay home. And that's okay most of the time. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I just look around and mm -hmm. go, I wish we could do that like that couple is doing that, but we can't. And um, even church has become, I, I'm not sure what we're going to do about church. And that's really sad because mm -hmm. I can I can watch it online. Mm -hmm. Thank the Lord for the online love service. some technology. Oh, I do. And I'm so grateful for that. But I loved my church, and I've been a member here forever. Amen. And I just love it, and I don't want to quit coming. But and and I could leave him at home by himself, but my heart is not happy about doing mm -hmm. that. So I'm not sure exactly mm -hmm. what we're going to do in that case. But um, we just, you know, we just have to take it day at a time. How has your church loved on you through this? Um, what is the best way that people can love on you through this? I think the main thing is just to pray. Mm -hmm. I have so many friends that tell me all the time, Don, I pray for you and Wayne every day. Mm. And, you know, there is nothing that makes you feel better because if someone is praying for me and I have a sister who prays, I have close friends. I'm blessed in that I have many friends who mm -hmm. pray for me. Uh, this is when I miss my mama. <laughs> mm -hmm. She was a real prayer warrior and my cheerleader, and I surely miss her during these days. Uh, but I'm so glad she's in heaven with Jesus because that's where she needs to be. Um, I think prayer is the main thing. Mm -hmm. I love Kevin Burdett, our new senior minister now. He is so precious, and he always is just so I just He is precious. He is. I'm sorry. He's I just, a good one. I am so excited to, that Kevin is where he is right now. Mm -hmm. He loves 
us old people. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, the thing is, we are old, and I can't do the things that I could do at church. I love teaching Bible study. I love teaching downtown working women. I love teaching Sunday school. Those things are not in my life anymore, and that's a sad thing. But my job right now and my my ministry is to take care of my husband. Mm-hmm. And so Kevin loves the old people and he just he just cares about us. So I love it. Well, what hope does the Bible offer you? The Bible offers me all hope. And I, I heard something the other day that I want to share. Yes, please. And it said, Hope has a name and it's Jesus. Mm-hmm. And when I read that that day, I thought, I'm going to remember that mm-hmm. because the God, He is our God of hope. Mm-hmm. And I pray for my friends that the God of hope would fill us with all lo- uh, joy and peace as we trust mm-hmm. in Him, mm-hmm. that we would overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, Taylor, sometimes I think the hardest thing for me spiritually is that I look down the road, and and if I look too far, I don't see a light, and except heaven, mm-hmm. and and it's easy to say, well, you have heaven as your hope. Well, and that's true. I'm 75. I don't know how long I live. I don't know. You're you're so young, but you ha- you want to have things to look forward yes. to, mm-hmm. and so that's been a hard thing. Um, I want to to have gladness in my heart, and I don't want to look at a tunnel and not see a light at the mm-hmm. end. So the Bible is my hope. The Lord is my hope, and every day when I'm in there, and I'm reading the Word. It just seems like He just shows me just that Scripture mm-hmm. for that day that I need. And I I have tried, and this is something I'm learning, to make sure that there's a word or a verse that I can carry with me that mm-hmm. day uh, that will help me and sustain mm-hmm. me that I might think of. Well, and it makes day. me think my husband and I love to go to Colorado. Uh, and there's a mountain. I couldn't tell you where it is because Aaron always drives. Um, but you drive through the mountain and it's a long tunnel that you go through to get through the mountain. Well, when you're in the middle of that tunnel, you can't see anything. See it's just anything. dark. And just because it's dark doesn't mean it's not there. there. It doesn't mean there's not life and a beautiful view and something wonderful on the other side. And when I get in the middle of the dark and my claustrophobic self, I'm like, I don't know about this. I know. I, and, and then you start thinking I'm under a mountain. I don't know. I don't but know. you get through and it's there on the other side and it's beautiful. It is. And it is beautiful. And, and so I'm learning mm-hmm. how to mm-hmm. do that. And I would like to tell you that it's easy and I'm just doing great at it. <laughs> but, but the it, vulnerability and honesty uh, to say it's not that great. It's just hard hard right now. It's just hard right now. Uh, This morning, and I I do have to just share this, I I was getting dressed to come, and besides dementia, my husband has severe hearing loss, and Mm -hmm. so he wears a cochlear in one ear and a hearing aid in the other ear, Mm -hmm. and those are not easy to maintain on a good day, Mm -hmm. and we had to end up getting both new ones because they had gotten old and so we just did this last week and so uh today this morning he was just very unhappy because he couldn't get it to work and we couldn't get the battery to work and and I, I really and truly <laughs> he needed to go to the ear place and I was thinking oh what am I going to do and Wayne has a precious daughter oh my goodness and 
I called her and she said, I will come over and I will take care of this. You go do your thing. And she is wonderful. And those are the sorts Mm -hmm. of... I guess that's why it's been so hard for me to commit to things, Mm -hmm. because I never know when we're going to have a crisis. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't get up going, oh, I'm going to cause her a crisis today. (laughs) No, he does not. And there's a lot of times he'll say, Donna, I love you so much, and I'm so sorry that that I have a hard time sometimes. And and he doesn't mean to do that, but that's just part of Mm -hmm. that process. Mm -hmm. So... um, Anyway, that's that's what happened this morning, but it got all resolved before I that's left. Good, and you have your community, and that's right. Love so, that. and that is good. Well, as we wrap up our conversation today, will you tell me what your favorite Bible passage or story is? Oh, one of my well, my life verse is Proverbs uh, sixteen three mm. in the Amplified Bible, and it says, "Roll your works upon the Lord, trust and commit them to Him." And he will cause your thoughts to become agreeable to his will. Mm. Then shall your plans be established and succeed. And I know my, really, I've honestly prayed that verse probably every day Mm. of my whole life. Because even when I was working, I would say, working outside my home, (laughs) I would say, Lord, please cause my thoughts to be where you want them to be. Uh Because, you know, that verse, that says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And everybody says, oh, I want this and I want that. But the truth is, I want his desires so he can fulfill those Mm -hmm. and be everything that, that I think I need and want. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's, the bottom line. Oh, that's good. Well, I want to say thank you to you. Oh, it's been my joy. There is something that my generation is known for. I'm 25, and that is we don't like the fluff. <laughs> and when we all show up at church with our pretty masks on and everything's fine and we tell everyone, we're good. How are you? We're yeah, I'm good. Fine. That doesn't help. What helps is hearing it's hard, but I still love Jesus, and here's why. And it's hard, but this is what's getting me through today. And it's a huge blessing to me personally and to my generation to hear your story and how encouraging um, you are and just how joyful you you remain throughout the whole thing. So thank Thank you. Thank you. Now, there are two questions that we ask every guest. Okay. What is something you're learning and what is something you're loving? Um, What I am learning— is that I cannot do everything myself. I'm a very independent woman. <laughs> uh, you would guess that by being a real estate broker for 30 years. And uh-huh. I'm a very independent woman. It's not easy for me to ask for help. Mm-hmm. I can do this. I can do this. I am woman and I can do this. But I can't. Mm-hmm. And I have come to, I'm learning to call Karen and and my daughter and my sweet son-in-law and saying, I need, I need help. I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Can y'all do this? And that's hard for me to do because I am very independent, but I am learning to do that. And I feel like that the Lord is wanting me to learn to lay my pride aside and say, okay, I can't do this. <laughs> I really do need some help. I really mm-hmm. need to get out and go do something. I need to to get away and to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, something you're loving. And something I'm mm-hmm. loving. Can I just be really frivolous right yes, now please. and just l- leave it on a happy note? 
right now. Our My grandchildren and our great-grands are just bringing us so much joy, oh. and I'm loving. I have two grandchildren, uh, 26 and 23, a boy and a girl, and they are both, have both graduated from uh, the University of Texas uh, in nursing, with nursing degrees. Wow. And my uh, grandson works in the heart hospital, uh, oh. in the cardiac surgical area, Uh Uh and my granddaughter just started in the cardiac ICU heart hospital at Christus, both of them. So we laugh because when we all get together, they start talking, Uh and we're like... And y'all are out. (laughs) We're like, I don't even know what they're talking about. They're talking another language. But it is precious that they have both become nurses and work in the heart hospital. And they're both in Tyler. In Tyler. Love it. Oh, yes. It's so neat. And so that's... It's been so fun. And then uh, we have three great-grands that were born. We call them our COVID babies. <laughs> and they were all born during 2020 in the fall. And they have all t- are all turning two years old this Aww. year. And they are the sweetest things. And it's so fun. They live in Colorado and Pennsylvania and Houston. So we do not get to see them, but we do have... Uh, FaceTime and videos oh. and pictures. And, you know, a lot of times at this stage of our lives, we live vicariously through uh-huh. our sweet children and grandchildren and great-grands. So uh, that's the fun thing in my life right now, and I just love them all to death. Well, I love it. So, <laughs> Donna, thank you for sharing and coming oh, on the podcast today. So fun. Thank you. Of course. Uh. Thanks for listening to the Equip Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to be the first to know when a new episode drops. And follow us on social media to stay connected. We're at GABC underscore women. See you next time.